Good morning and welcome to this week's therapy for me. And it is a good morning and I'm sat outside and um, if everything goes to plan, I'm recording this about an hour before you get a chance to uh, listen to it uh, for the first time. Um, that's partly down to bad planning, um, but also why not take the opportunity to, you know, record on a Saturday morning if you can. Um, obviously, as you can tell, I'm sat outside, which is a little surprising because like the rest of the nation, I'm suffering from a little bit of um, hay fever or pollen related uh, things this week. So I'm a bit croaky and I'm a bit nasally, um, but you can't not sit out on a beautiful morning like this morning um, and I'm hoping you might pick up as we go along the sound of yes you'll get the, the sound of nature the sound of birds but I'm sat next to a foxglove and uh, and it seems to be a haven in, for, for every bee in the vicinity so you might get a few bees as well and right on with the bees um, let's give the bees some uh, give the bees some support anyway let's crack on proper because I'm already rambling uh, with a little bit of that twangy guitar Monday I could do politics all week this week with everything that's been going I could easily do politics all week it wouldn't be very difficult for me to do that but I'm going to bring you the latest instalment in the kind of saga with my um, with my MP. Um, I wrote to my MP again after the publication of the Sue Yates report on the day of the no confidence vote, uh, and and basically said, look, you you can't vote for him. It's uh, this we're talking fundamental issues now. Um, the the system only works if people in high office, you know, hold themselves to account, and if they don't hold themselves to account and to a higher standard and, and you know, recuse themselves if they do something um, that they shouldn't have done, then the, the only thing we have left is, is for the incumbent party to resolve the situation themselves. And, of course, you know, as we know, it didn't, it didn't happen, though they have, they have made his position remarkably difficult. Um, but I wrote to my MP just to say, look, I'm, I think it's really important you, you, know, you consider what you're doing today. You're not on the government payroll. Um, you are part of the the group that needs to, you know, come out and and sort of say to the prime minister in the strongest of terms, we can't have a system that that breaks. Um, you know, you have to uphold the, the the standards and you have to behave in the right way, otherwise the system will crumble. So I kind of put that in an email, um, and I got the following response: uh, Dear Anthony, thank you for your email regarding last night's vote of confidence. As you'll no doubt have seen, the Prime Minister won the vote with a 63 majority. I supported the PM. I do not believe a three-month leadership election should take place now. We need to fully focus on easing the hardship caused by the rising cost of living to protect our nation from the aftershocks of Covid, to stand firm against Putin's aggression and to unite and level up across our United Kingdom. I will always do what I think is the right thing and I will always listen to the varied views I receive. Thank you again for taking the time to contact me. Kind regards, Jason McCartney. And that's fine, and that's all well and good. But I was wondering what happens, what you get for your pieces of silver, or what you get in lieu of your pieces of silver this, the, these days, if you're one of those backbenchers, one of the 25% of, of non-payroll backbenchers um, that decide to support the Prime Minister. And the, and the question was answered this week because Jason was appointed PPS to Suella Braverman. So um, that's that's career politics, folks. 
that's how career politics works. You take a situation like this, you look at uh, a person, an incumbent like that, who has clearly broken the ministerial code, clearly lied to the House, clearly has no intention of, of doing the honourable thing, and you support him. Tuesday. I'm becoming a bit of an expert on the equipment you need to go on a month-long expedition. Josh's expedition to uh, Vietnam and Cambodia is now less than a month away and we've been piecing together the kit list of equipment. We've also, we're starting on the whole Duke of Edinburgh thing as well, so the two things are running kind of hand in hand, but the the fact is that everything we need for the expedition covers more than covers everything we need for DV. so um, that's that's the driver uh, for the purchase, but the hope is everything will carry him through uh, V as well. Um, so I've spent quite a lot of time in these big cavernous camping shops, um looking for all these bits of specific stuff that you need and of course it's all about weight it's all about weight and size uh, because obviously he's got to carry everything um now as we were piecing this kit together i was starting to 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 worry that um what the state of my eldest would be when he arrived back you know visibly broken from what in my head and i think it's something to do with the kit really in my head i was thinking was you know was kind of um this this kind of 28 day kind of assault course or or you know that actually these these broken children um living on crusts of bread and and yomping you know hundreds of miles a day and and the state they would be when they came back and that I say it's kind of brought on by when you start to go through and you look at the kind of kit that they need and the weight of the, this that and the other and you start talking about what they they've got and more importantly what they haven't got you know, 28 days, five pairs of pants, that kind of thing. Um, but then I stopped the other day and looked at his itinerary. Um, and yes, they've got a couple of treks, and yes, they've got a, a community project to get involved in over the course of the 30-day trip, 28-day trip, I'm not quite sure exactly how many days, but it's certainly four weeks in a bit, or four weeks. But the first three days are in a four-star hotel in Ho Chi Minh City. Um, so I started to worry a little less about the state of my child coming back because when I looked at some of the hotels they were staying in and some of the places they were going and I appreciate yes I am going to I'll call out that a you know a, a four or five day trek is is something and I've never done it and I've never walked for five days and you know arrived somewhere and you know broken out my little self-inflating mat and me me weenie sleeping bag and um, wondered what I'm going to do, wondered which way round I'm going to turn my clothes because I've had them on for four days. I've, I, I appreciate I've never done all of that. But there do seem to be some places to decompress as well. So I'm, I'm now not quite as concerned. Uh, and of course I am, you know, much more expert in in not only what you can buy uh, and, and how it works and how clever it all is, but also the cost of it all. <laughs> As I said, I could go on about politics all week, but I'll try and wrap a little bit of politics all together um, in this one, this one little section. Um, I could have started the week with everything that went on with with regard to the policy about Rwanda, um, and I could also have started the week with what's been done in terms of blowing up or circumnavigating or whatever 
unilaterally pulling out of uh, large sections of the Northern Ireland Protocol. Um, I could talk about Northern Ireland and the fact that that's you know the the the, the circle that just won't square or the square that just won't circle. I don't know which way around you do it. Um, but there's there's no point. So what I'll do is I'll do a little. I have a little attempt to draw all of those things together, because we then get on to today's attack on the um, the European Convention of Human Rights and the European Court of Human Rights or the Court of Human Rights. Um, so the big. I mean, it's clearly a wedge issue week. So clearly they're pushing as many buttons as possible, uh, both to help with the, um, the the upcoming by elections and also to try and regain some thought, form of plan or something. Um, and it also points to the fact that the bus is now clearly being driven by the the, the ERG, by the by the extreme of the right wing of the party. Because if you look at the issues that we're fighting on and the things that we're talking about, um, then uh, you know the tone on Northern Ireland has moved from from being hard to being more pragmatic to back to being more hard again. You know we're, we're pushing very hard on uh, on immigration in Rwanda. We're pushing very hard on the cracks that appear to be um, appearing around Brexit, around the fact that Brexit just isn't doing what it should be doing and, and the fallout from Brexit is really great. Uh, project Fear is absolutely turning into Project, yep, that's how it is. Um, and so, you know, there's no doubt that the ERG has, have, have, you know, have, have, got their, have, have got control of the bus. Um, but the thing to say that was interesting was... Um, this whole thing around the Convention of Human Rights. Because um, you take a policy like Rwanda, um, we don't know if the Rwandan legal challenge uh, is going to work or not, simply because the legal challenge to try and stop the first plane is not the legal challenge to the policy. The legal challenge to the policy is still coming as to whether the policy that's been put through um, Parliament actually can supersede other points in law that conversation is still to be had that's a longer conversation we're still going to go ahead with that um so we will end up getting rwanda back on the table um all the policies around offshoring you know migrants it doesn't matter where it is but offshoring migrants we're going to get that back anyway so that all that's a that's a longer thing further down the road so um echr kicks in at this point um to to stop that flight uh, and, and obviously we have the backlash. We have the back- and of course the backlash is muddled with Europe. Uh, and, and this isn't an EU institution. There's far more countries involved in this uh, than is involved in the EU. It's got nothing to do with the EU institution at all. And actually, if you go back far enough, it was something that was actually set up by Churchill. Um, so, to, but but obviously it makes sense. It makes sense for the argument to label this as a, an EU thing, even though it, even though in this instance it isn't. Um, but the the Bahadlis Trust on whatever day it was, Monday or Tuesday, uh, talking very robotically about the need to protect the Good Friday Agreement. Um, and that was why they were doing what they were doing to the protocol, to protect the Good Friday Agreement. That was the whole thing that was driving the reasons to, to walk away from the international agreement that the UK signed less than two years ago. But integral to the Good Friday Agreement is the Convention of Human Rights. That's built into the text. You take the UK out of that convention, you take the UK out of the jurisdiction of that court, and the Good Friday Agreement falls apart. End of. So you're arguing in favour of 
upholding the Good Friday Agreement on Monday and you're arguing to remove yourself from something that would null and void the Good Friday Agreement on Wednesday. And and that's kind of where we are. Because if the argument fits on a certain day, don't worry about the details. Just don't concern yourself about the details here, is the message. Don't worry about the details. Get annoyed about something and, and, and uh, get annoyed about something and have a fight with somebody over something and label it. And this week's all been about labelling the EU and labelling lefty lawyers. That's all it's been about. Um, the fact that you might need the Convention of Human Rights, the, the fact that you might need those exempted standards, the fact that you might be in a country that's part of that 46 or 47 and you might rely on that, that's, that's immaterial. Who can, we have, who can we fall out with this week? Who can we have a row with this week? Um, who can we label this week? And what can we get people annoyed about? Because let's get people annoyed about all the things over here so they don't look at the things over there. And, and I'm hoping that is my summary for politics for the week. But it's, it's just so beautiful how it's all pieced together and how it all contradicts itself. Thursday. I'm lacking in a little bit of inspiration when it comes to things to read or to listen to or to watch. So at the moment I keep doing that thing where I'm scrolling through and I just can't find anything that I want to watch. Um... And I think that's two things, actually. One, I think the streaming platforms are not where they were. Uh, I don't think the choices on the streaming platforms are as good as they used to be. And I'm saying that, and I don't necessarily think it's that there isn't some good stuff on there. But I think um, we've we've got to a point where a lot of content's being moved around. Rightly so, a lot of content's being taken off. Uh, they use people, you know, using content definitely to bring people on and to keep people there by having content on for, for shorter periods of time. But it just seems to be at the moment that I the things I want don't seem to be, or or that bit of inspiration I don't seem to be to be finding. Um, and yet, in reality, if I think about it, I've watched some reasonably enjoyable stuff of late. Um, but has it been the kind of stuff I really wanted to bang on about and go, oh, that was amazing, I really, you know, I, I, yeah, you have to listen to that or you have to watch that or you, you know, have to read that. Um, I, I, I shied away from the Richard Osman book, um, Thursday Murder Club, um, because I kind of thought it was a little bit light and a little bit kind of, you know, um, not, not intellectual enough because I like, I like anything like that. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in just reading, and certainly if reading's escapism, then that's absolutely great. Um, but I finally got around to reading it, thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm reading the second one now and thoroughly enjoying that as well. Um, it's, it's, it, they're, they're very well put together. Uh, I'm not saying it's Woodhouse-esque, but to say that you don't enjoy books like that would say that you wouldn't enjoy Woodhouse because it's from the same stable at the same point in time looking at Woodhouse now and the language that's used in a quaint way misses the point to a certain extent uh, and I know Woodhouse isn't that old but you see what I mean it's still it still echoes from a slightly different a slightly different time um, but no thoroughly enjoyed that that's and thoroughly I'm, I'm really really enjoying the second volume as well you know read, read uh, another one of the anti-Horovitzes while I was away that was great thoroughly enjoyed that as well again it's not going to move the needle um, I just I don't feel I've read a book that's struck me like a gentleman in Moscow did for ages. 
I, I can't remember the last time I watched anything that moved me. Saying that, I watched Mr. Holmes, um, Ian McKellen playing Sherlock Holmes, which I thought was really good. I watched uh, uh, The Good Liar this week. Uh, Ian McKellen again, Helen Mirren. That's a really interesting film, uh, interesting story. I enjoyed that. Um, but again, nothing, just nothing that moved me in the way that Arrival moved me, or you know, other other things like that. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a bit harsh, and all. Maybe the stuff's absolutely fine, and it's and it's just me. Um, we watched uh, the first series of Staged again, and and uh, and that was fantastic. I've forgotten how much I enjoyed that first time round, and somehow watching it again, you don't feel that you can call it out. Um, because you're watching it the second time around, which again seems strange. So maybe, maybe I'm just—I don't know. Maybe it's just where my head's at with regard to things at the moment. Um, I'll—I'll—I'll—I don't know. Something—something something will happen. Something will land that I think. I mean, Kenobi's amazing. I'm thoroughly enjoying Kenobi. If you're not watching Kenobi, you should be. It's absolutely fantastic. So maybe it is all fine, and maybe I'm just being a little bit difficult. In fact, let's assume I'm just being a bit difficult, and let's take it from there. Um, actually, which means I ought to shout out Origin Story to you. Origin Story is this new podcast uh, from Dorian Linsky and Ian Dunn, and it talks about the origins of certain accepted terms. So they've done things like uh, uh, McCarthyism and centrism, and you know um, the origin story of um, conspiracy theory. And they're really worth listening to. They're they're very accessible and worth listening to. So I'll put a link on the end to those. So that, that I've, I've been enjoying Origin Story very very much. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just getting a bit predictable. Maybe I just need to shake it up a bit. Maybe I'm listening to too much of the same stuff and watching too much of the same stuff, and I need to take a leap with something a bit different. Uh, maybe that's the maybe that's the thing. I'll have a think. I'll let you know. <laughs> As part of the work I do for the MIA, the Trade Association, um, we have regular drop-ins um, on a Friday, uh, ten o'clock on a Friday morning, and we pick a we pick a subject, and we just open a Zoom call and say, look, if you you know members of the organisation, if you want to come along and chat about this, we're going to be on on the call for you know for anything from sort of half an hour to an hour and a half, depending on how it goes, uh, just to chat about this subject. Feel free to pop along. And they were a great little therapy group thing through bits of the lockdown, um, and, uh, and and obviously it gives us the opportunity as a, as an industry to get together and talk about you know pressing stuff. Uh, and this week we wanted a little bit of, of a review of the NAM show. Now the NAM show is this trade event that um, is is in the music instrument industry, and basically um, in January normally um, June this year um, the the trade. Uh, congregates in California, uh, in Anaheim, in uh, in uh, um, just south of LA, and um, and all the instrument uh, manufacturers and all the retailers get together and they have this big trade event and it's fantastic and, I, and I've mentioned it before. Um, and the reason for mentioning it now is that if you if you've been part of TFM from the get go or if you've li- listened from the beginning or even in the case of Shane if you've listened if you're on your third time round listening from the beginning, um, then you know that the NAM show is possibly the reason why the, the podcast started in the first place. Because I was sat at home um, feeling quite low um, in the week that I would have gone to NAM, uh, having finished from my previous job for a few months and hit that kind of point of, 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 of feeling kind of isolated. Um, and... 
um, you know, started this off because I knew that week, uh, A, I should have been in California, and B, I would, my social media would have been full of things, images from California, and I was struggling to deal with it. Uh, and, and certainly if you go back and listen to those first episodes, there's no doubt um, that, you know, that I'm, I'm a different person now than I was then, but that's expected. We're all different um, on any given week of any given month of every given year just just as the nature of we move on um the peaks and troughs of life um but what was i suppose the reason for for mentioning this drop in is just that um you know two and a half years on um and a i missed the show again this year i missed the show again this year because i chose to go on a family holiday instead of uh, instead of going um you know i'll be back i'll be back hopefully back next year i'll have missed three years in total uh, by the time i get back but i'm looking forward to getting back but I really wanted to share people's experiences and, and the magic and the enjoyment they had from the show this year. And that's a place I wasn't two and a half years ago. I couldn't think about it. I couldn't frame it that way around. Um, but, um, but I'm, I'm you know, I, I think it's a healthy thing to say when you hit points um, about where your life's changed and moved on and developed. Um, that doesn't mean I don't still very much miss uh, the people I used to work with and the job I used to do. I really do. Um, and that's not going to go away. Um, I did a job um, for a company called Academy of Sound, you know, 20 plus years ago and was made redundant as part of a takeover. And I still miss the people I work with there and I still regret the whole situation around that coming to an end. So the thing about, you know, finishing a job um, the way I did a couple of years ago, that's not going to change. It's not going to go away. But it becomes something I can deal with, you know, with perspective in uh, as its own set of circumstances um whereas obviously at the time i uh, everything that reminded me of it w- then became part of the situation um and it became part of the process um and as far as the nab show is concerned that little bit of part of the process has kind of been closed off and i've you know i've not changed my relationship with that event because that would be a daft thing to say because it had nothing to do with the event but in terms of my perspective on it it's it's definitely moved on so i thought it just seemed a healthy way of um of, of finishing the week you know while it was in my head because of the, the little drop in we had anyway um have a nice weekend uh i hope you're well hope you're safe um and enjoy whatever weather you get we've gone from hot to i think what's going to be about 17 18 degrees today which is quite nice so enjoy that and i'm going to go and finish my brew if you've enjoyed therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production